0: For this morning's message then, the text is found in the 35th chapter of Isaiah, where Isaiah writes, the desert and the parched land will be glad, the wilderness will rejoice and blossom, like the crocus, it will burst into bloom, it will rejoice greatly and shout for joy, the glory of Lebanon will be given to it, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon, They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. The unclean will not journey on it, it will be for those who walk in that way. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor will any ferocious beast get up on it. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In 2022, this year, there was a little-known um, agency that uh, was celebrating a 120 years, a bureau within the vast sprawl of our federal government. That bureau was called the Bureau of Reclamation. Now you're like, well, what is the Bureau of Reclamation? When I first heard the this, this beard of Reclamation, I thought that they did, you know, reclamation of land that was destroyed by like strip mining or something, you know, like the mined lands there in southeast Kansas here. Or that they would uh, reclaim pasture land that was experiencing wind and rain erosion due to overgrazing. Or that they were reclaiming streams and other waterways that had been had toxic waste dumped in them from past mining operations. But no, the Bureau of Reclamation's mission was to provide water to the western United States to enable non-areas that couldn't grow crops to grow crops. They were to make happen what Isaiah was talking about in our Old Testament lesson to make the desert bloom. The Bureau of Reclamation is vital and important. Through their water projects and dams that they have built and hydroelectric generators, they generate some 40 billion kilowatts of power every year, valued at $3 billion dollars. $73 $73 billion this Bureau and through their projects adds to the economy, delivering water to farms, to municipalities, in industry, some 10 trillion gallons of water. In addition, you've got all the recreation and tourism associated with these man made lakes that they have developed. 618,000 jobs are directly connected to the Bureau of Reclamation. It seems Israel almost did something similar when it became a nation state in 1947. You know, when when, uh, Israel became a, a nation there, there was just a mass influx of immigration into the country. But what the people found was not a promised land flowing with milk and honey. They found sand encroaching on the farmland. They found malarial swamps and uh, land that was devoid of trees, full of weeds. But within 10 years' time, Israel became an exporter of agricultural products and nearly achieved its goal of agricultural self-sufficiency, they drained like forty-four thousand acres of swampland. They reclaimed three hundred and twenty-five thousand acres through irrigation. They planted thirty-seven million trees in new forests and shelter belts and for groves of fruit trees. Seems like modern Israel was the fulfillment of this prophecy of Isaiah because they became the expert in making the deserts bloom. But when you read Isaiah 35 there and the promise that God gives, there's got to be something more to it, right? I mean, God said to the people there that the desert and the parched land will be glad, the wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom, and it will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. You see, Isaiah was uh, uh, prophesying to a people who was staring um, exile and foreign domination straight in the face. Isaiah had pronounced judgment, God's judgment on them, that they were a faithless people. They were faithless children who did not listen to the instruction of the Lord. God had called them to be a light to the nations. They were the people through whom God would uh, bring about the ultimate rescue and salvation of the world. They were a people who were to be a blessing to the nations. But, in their years, we discover a tragic cycle of failing to live up to that witness. And so, God sends them into Babylonian exile. And yet, in the midst of that exile, God's promise of a great restoration, a grand reclamation would take place. And his promise was not only for the land, but for people as well. He would not only heal the land, but he would heal people as well. And when that would take place, God says that the people would come back To him, that they will see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. In Isaiah 35 here, he describes how this healing would take place not only for the land, but for the people as well. He says that the weak and the fearful are strengthened and reassured, those dealing with disease and infirmities find their health restored. Water will break forth in the desert. God will provide a road in the desert, a way home for all those who have been separated from God. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. When that group of remnant Israelites returned from Babylonian captivity, This was barely fulfilled. It was fulfilled in a small way. We understand that God has a much bigger picture in mind, more than just fruit growing in the desert. This prophecy took a giant leap forward, When God sent his son, Jesus, into the world, born of the Virgin Mary. When these promises are viewed through the lens of Jesus, Isaiah's prophecy comes into sharp focus. Jesus went out in the desert, but was not conquered by it. He found food and sustenance in God and revealed God's glory in himself. Jesus strengthened the knees of the feeble. He calmed the hearts of the anxious in those living broken lives. Jesus opened the eyes of the blind. He unstopped the ears of the deaf. He healed the crippled and the lame. He opened the mouths of the speechless. Jesus became living water for those dying of spiritual thirst. And he is the way to return to God. As John paved the way for Jesus, Jesus built a straight road to God. In Jesus, this fulfillment of reclamation has begun. Through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, the restoration of health to people has begun. You know and I know that it's not completely done yet because we still suffer in this world. There is still sin. There is sickness. There is crippling effects on our lives. But Jesus says one day, one day, this grand reclamation project will be fulfilled when he comes again and restores everything That's what the season of Advent is really about. All these promises that God has given to us. Promises that find their partial fulfillment in Jesus' first coming, but will find the ultimate fulfillment in Jesus' second coming. You and I get glimpses of this fulfillment in our lives even today we get a glimpse of what that total reclamation will be like every time a person is healed from a disease, every time we see true justice served, every time there's food on the table, when it rains to provide water for plants to grow, when we gather for worship to feed on our Lord Jesus Christ. These are small glimpses of what the ultimate reclamation will be like. And then, and even now, you and I get to sing. And the ransomed of the Lord, that's us, shall return, shall come to Zion with song. Zion is God's house of worship. And today we sing. We rejoice. We hear God in word and song because we know that there is a time coming when our Lord will rescue us. When this total reclamation of both land and people will come about and we await that time we expectantly wait that time like we expectantly like children expectantly waiting for presents on christmas eve or christmas morning whatever your tradition is if you've ever been to israel you know that that fruit that comes from the desert is some of the tastiest fruit in the world It takes skill and persistence to grow fruit in places where it's not supposed to grow. In the same way, it takes skill and persistence for God's kingdom to grow in the desert of this world. But Jesus showed us how. He showed us how we, as his people, are privileged to work alongside him in this reclamation project. How we show people love, compassion, and service. And so on this day and throughout Advent, we rejoice. We rejoice that God has chosen us to be workers alongside Him in this total reclamation. Project.